to Fire in the Hole, a hockey podcast. I'm your host, Wilson Drake, as you call it, Grady Little. And today, and today we'll be celebrating Mother's Day. So my mom, Watson Stevenson, and Miss Amy Stevenson will be joining us today. I'm glad you are letting us be on. Well, me be on. Um, I'm Carrie. I'm the momager behind Fire in the Hole. You but... also begged for this episode. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the truth. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Your kids keep you well, honest. Moms, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you guys being here. And again, it'll be really fun to have your insight as to what life is like as a hockey mom. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Right, Watson? Yeah. I wish I could do this more often. Wilson, introduce your mom first. Let everybody know who she is, yeah. what she does for you, etc. cetera. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, he is acting more shy about this episode than he does when it's strangers. I know. You're, you, Wilson, you are being really shy with your mom right next to you. But that's the person that knows you best. That's the person that you don't need to be shy around. So let it all out, buddy. Might be nervous. So I'm Watson Stevenson, and this is my mom, Amy Stevenson, who is 41 years old. Well, we're not going to that. Ooh, he outed you so hard. <laughs> I was eight the other day. <laughs> well, that, well, you are 41. Goodbye allowance. But we feel 25, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. 40 is the new 20. Absolutely. It's 20 years older, though. Or Watson, tell us a little bit about your mom. Um, why, why is she special to you? Why is she, why is she the best hockey mom out there? She screams during my game so I could hear her. And she's just always there to support me. Like if I score a goal, she'll be the only one I hear. Aw. That's so sweet. I love that. Wilson, do I scream during games? All the time. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson, will you introduce us uh, to your mom now? This is my mom, Carrie Drake. She edits the podcast, manages it, and does all the extra work. Yeah. What's the extra work? Setting up the website and putting that, putting stuff on it. Yeah. What's the new exciting thing that we have on Fire in the Hole? Well, I said this that we're going to end up having a couple episodes back. The merch shop is now open for Fire in the Hole. Yeah. So we are waiting. And actually, the Chirpin DMV guys just got their first Fire in the Hole shirts They from the from the shop today. We saw I it. I saw that. Us. That's awesome. Yeah. But you know what? Miss Amy used to have her own clothing truck. So, you know, Amy, I think that's probably one of my favorite things about being a hockey mom is all of the hockey mom wear that we have collaborated on <laughs> over the last season. I have so many cute things and I love getting creative and kind of making it hockey mom chic, I guess you'd say, but like cute hockey mom, not just the team logo, but other really fun, cute things to kind of still be fashionable and also be comfortable and warm in the rink. I think we bought every piece of black and gold anything we could find, especially Target did us well this year. <laughs> especially from Target. 
Or well, interesting you guys say that because like generally speaking, the hockey manufacturers will make things like in men's and women's, but with very little consideration of what either sex really wants. So when you guys are designing some of this stuff, do you guys take into consideration what's, you know, a trendy right now and what the other parents want? Yeah, for sure. Amy is a trendsetter, no doubt. She finds all these things on Etsy and I'm always walking up to her and I'm like, okay, where'd you get that? I need one. But you are too. I mean, we, we always, we kind of have inspiration from me, take inspiration from each other. I mean, you had those amazing um, New Balance tennis shoes. Of course I had to get those because they were gold and sparkly. <laughs> yeah, you kind of always keep that in mind, like what's trendy, but also again, like trying to be comfortable and warm, like you have to take all that into consideration with hockey mom gear. This season we had, Amy started it. She had these custom earrings with Watson's number, Watson's number 87. She got them, Amy got them first. Mm. So then I got a pair, but then we had another mom that could make them. So she started making them for everyone. So I had a black pair and a white pair. And as the manager for the black team, I would, yes. I would uh, wear black if we were supposed to wear black jerseys and white if we were supposed to wear gold or white jerseys. And so the team got to know what jersey they were supposed to wear based on what earrings. They asked white and white, yeah. white and white or whatever. And I'm just like, if we're wearing white, it's white jersey and white socks. <laughs> I like that. It's a code. <laughs> we did. We had parents that knew. And they would always, they're like, oh, we're wearing white. Miss Carrie's earrings are white. Oh, hockey moms, I have a couple of questions for you, if you don't mind, just right off the bat. Uh, you know, in my years of playing hockey uh, and then developing into a coach, I now can look back in hindsight and realize the sacrifice and the commitment that, you know, my mom uh, and my parents put forward into my hockey career. So with you guys being parents of 10 and under players at this point, is this, is this what you guys expected or is this just a whole different ball game? Because it is a unique sport where you develop different kind of relationships because there is a lot of sacrifice and commitment with it. So you develop tighter bonds. But I mean, is this what you guys thought when you signed up? Amy, you want to start? I was going to say not at all. <laughs> well, I'm from, well, Carrie and I are both Southern girls at heart. So I grew up in Tennessee and had never watched a hockey game in my life and married um, your dad, who's from Pittsburgh. So I automatically became a Steelers, Pirates, Penguins fan when we got married. And, and Wilson's making a face at me right now. No, Watson uh, did. And I'm just copying him. <laughs> yeah, because she hasn't seen a hockey game. I haven't. We didn't have yeah, hockey. You, went, you have the Nashville Predators. Not when I was growing up. No, there was no hockey team. Yeah, oh. They're real. They're new. They're new squints. I thought they were made in like 19. Hey, the 19s weren't that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. But no, so I didn't know what to expect. And I grew up around sports. I played basketball and softball. And those are relatively short seasons in comparison. So that was one thing I wasn't used to. You know, you start in September and you're still playing in March. And it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> where's the other sport we're supposed to play? 
But um, so it was, I don't think it was what I had expected, but I didn't really have expectations of what a hockey season or expectations around um, what that would be like to be a hockey family because I just, it was just so new to me, but um, we love it and we wouldn't have it any other way. It's my favorite sport to watch now. That's crazy. Never seen it now. Favorite sport, but you know, that makes a lot of sense that you wouldn't have, you know, any expectations because I mean, what could you have going into it if you didn't have the knowledge on it? Um, but Carrie, what was your experience? Was it the kind of the same thing where, again, you're from the South as well? Um, I mean, were you at least familiar with this sport a little bit more? Or what was uh, your background with it? Right. Well, right. So I think we all start, we all have the memory uh, and my and Amy's generation and, and all of them now, like moving up now from the Mighty Ducks movie. I think that was probably my first experience into hockey was watching the Mighty Ducks movie and having mine for sure. Yeah. And having a mad crush on Adam Banks. <laughs> Me too. I think that, yeah, I mean, totally. Um, but then, no, there was no hockey in, in Kentucky. There were no professional sports like Tennessee had the Titan, the football team, right? But they didn't have hockey. We, Kentucky has no professional sports, but <gasps> University of Kentucky does have club hockey. And so in college, we did go to a few games, but they were played at midnight. Um, and then Wilson's dad, Michael, lived with the goalie of the Kentucky hockey team for a year in college too. Um, so we had that experience, but never anything that I thought like we would be <laughs> in into hockey the way we are now. And even when I first moved to Northern Virginia and I tried to become a Redskins fan and we watched football every Sunday, like I joined in on that. I love the social aspect of it. Um, but now when I try to watch football, I'm like, this is so slow. <laughs> This is so boring. I love how fast hockey is. So it's great. And it's a great community and we get to make good friends too. So, and it keeps us busy all the time. Yeah. Very busy all the time, but it's crazy how it, you know, what once was considered a, a winter sport has really kind of transitioned and becoming uh, year round. Uh, but that's really cool to hear both your stories coming from, you know, relatively kind of similar backgrounds in the South, but, you know, different locations and, and how the game kind of impacted you guys and where you're at now with it. Um, so kind of tell us a little bit more about what you guys, what your schedule is like on a weekly basis, because I know uh, it is crazy. You guys work, you're playing chauffeur, you're playing momager, you're being, uh, you know, podcast editor, uh, stuff like that. So kind of walk us through what your schedule looks like. What do you do for the, for your kids team? For Watson's team? This season for the spring season, I am the 10 U gold team manager for the last the Ion Select. Excuse me. For spring, it's not too involved as far as what the manager has to do because a lot of it is scheduling, which is what Carrie handles, Miss your mom, who does such a great job at that. Um, <laughs> um Wilson. So so yeah, so there's not too, too much to do as far as a hockey manager goes in the spring because there's only, you know, there's no games for, at least for us, for our league um, or for our team. And we just have two tournaments. So a lot of that is up to the scheduler, which is your mom, Carrie. 
And um, so, you know, it's a lot less involved um, as far as the seasons go. Fall is so much more involved as far as the responsibilities of a manager. But yeah, it's um, it's fun. I like it. And I like helping out and spending time um, at the rink with the kids. And then, like Amy said, I've, I'm scheduling. Um, but Amy, you were manager in the fall, too, which yes. is a lot bigger. Yes. Job. It is. Um, you were. Yeah. So in the fall, I, I was a manager and then I was the scheduler for the whole club. And I'm going to do that again, which then kind of transitioned into also being the representative on the league calls. But that's really listening in, making sure you know all the rules um, and things that are coming up for league play and where divisions are. Um, Scheduling is a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's kind of like a giant puzzle. Um, so I like doing it. And you're so good at it. Oh, thank so you. Most, let's be honest. We do this because we're all type A and control freaks and we want to know what's happening. <laughs> the best way to know what's happening is to get involved in it. Um, uh, Watson, do you like uh, having your mom manage the team? Yes. I really never know what she's doing. <laughs> I never know what she's doing. Well, then why do you like it? I don't know. They're just like, you make some of the shirts. And, well, you make clothes for us. I don't know. I don't know what a manager does for hockey. Squints, <laughs> does it allow you guys to spend like more time together because now she's involved in you know something that you share an interest in yes yes we do get to spend more time together yeah that's cool you guys get to spend time together and you know while you're doing that it's over something that you're both passionate about which is the game of hockey right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um there's another one for Watson. Uh, how did you start playing? Um, well, as my mom said, my dad grew up in Pittsburgh, and we just started to watch TV one day. We just started to watch a Penguins game. They were in the Stanley Cup, and I saw that Crosby had the puck, and I was so happy. Then he lost it, and I started to cry. He did. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> How old were you? I was like four. Oh, yeah. goodness. But yeah, I just like skate, started to skate on the ice, tried it out. I did learn to play and I just fell in love with hockey. Yeah, it was after they won the first Stanley Cup of your lifetime. Yeah, this, it was the third one in a row they got. And they went to, he and his dad went to the Stanley Cup parade in Pittsburgh and he, they, he was hooked. I mean, he had been on the ice maybe a few times. And the first time I saw him fall down the ice, I was like, that's it. He'll never go back out there again. Like he's done, but he was so determined to play hockey. He was willing to fall as a four-year-old. And even though I know he wanted to cry, <laughs> He didn't. He got back up and kept trying because he kept thinking about Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. He loves them so much. I actually have a funny story about when we went to the parade when they were celebrating the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. So Latang came by in this like 
trailer type thing and I wanted his autograph and he didn't see me and it and his whole body just went right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was just walking over me. Yeah, because you were so tall. He was so tall. He'd like stepped over you. Probably pushing him in the front of the crowd to try to get off. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Have you ever skated with your mom? No. I don't think she's... You don't think what, Watson? I don't think she's going to be able to skate. Why? What? We'll have to uh, we'll have to get your mom out at some of the mom born to play clinics that I'll be running at my new training facility. That's right. But ask Miss Amy to, if she skates. Do you skate? Mom? I do not. Did <laughs> you skate though? I did. So when I was young, this is actually a funny story, Wilson. Well, traumatic and funny. Um, when I was little, I used to figure skate. And again, growing up in Tennessee, there was like one skating rink um, in Memphis where, where I grew up. Um, and I skated. And then for whatever reason, I didn't stick with it long. I ended up playing softball and moved on. But I went to an aftercare facility or something like that after school that my parents would take me to or I would ride the bus from there after school. And then my parents would pick me up after work. And the activity of the day one day was we were going to go to a skating rink. So I was like, sweet, this is awesome. I'm going to put my skate figure skating outfit back on, which was way too small, but I, I got in it anyway. And it was a red spandex, like top with a skirt. It was a dress, but with like a red skirt with sequins all around the, the, um, the hemline and it was very flashy and I got out on the ice. I had my old skates on. I, I got fit into those, got out on the ice and forgot how to skate, couldn't skate. And so I had to hold on to the boards the whole time onto the side and just went like inch by inch and completely forgot how to skate. So everyone else in my little aftercare program was in jeans and the sweatshirt. And here I was in the sequin outfit didn't know how to skate and everyone was laughing Hugging the boards <laughs> oh no <laughs> i just skate a lap and you like ripped your thing <laughs> no <laughs> i probably could have but i completely forgot and it was like one of those things where years later when anyone ever asks you what's your most embarrassing story or tell us about this time where you faced an obstacle and you just couldn't overcome it that's always my story <laughs> <laughs> go skating i'm like nope i'm out <laughs> skate oh look we are who just scored we, the caps game oh she scored oh that's good um yeah so we can talk about i do skate i do moms learn to play watson Skates has seen me play <laughs> in the parent kids game i'm not good i can't do crossovers but it's fun. Do you like that I learned to, that I've learned to play hockey a little bit, Wills? I don't know. You don't know. What do you think when your parents cheer? Like when your mom cheers? Well, I kind of feel embarrassed. <laughs> but she's the only one I hear. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, be quiet. Oh, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> so maybe I should tone it down. Mm -hmm. Big time. Okay, note to self. Now on, I'm gonna say it's a golf swing, mommy. Don't talk before the game. <laughs> okay. Act like it's a golf swing. You can't talk.
Wilson, you're going to get an usher to stand in front of the glass with one of those signs that says quiet. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, though. So, Watson, you can only hear your mom. You don't hear other parents yell. I hear her over everybody else for some reason. I you don't. Know. Really? Yeah. I think for you, I'm, I'm the loudest person in your game. So what about you? Oh, my parents were never really yellers, but... I don't, I, I don't know what it was, but I never really heard anybody. Um, and even when I got to some of like the higher ranks, when you had fans in the stands, um, you know, when I was, I don't know if it was just like a level of focus when I was on the ice or what it was, but I could tune out all sounds and just kind of play the game. But uh, so I never really heard anybody, but I would, you know, hear stuff when I got back to the bench or like after plays, but yeah, my parents were never really yellers, so so I never really had to to even try to to tune them out or you know even try to hear what they were saying. Uh, mostly because I don't think they really understood what was happening. But <laughs> me a while to learn all the rules. I still don't know all of them. I still can't always tell when you there's offsides. You have no idea what I think offsides are. Right. Do you know what um, embellishment is? Yeah, I do know embellishment. I've seen that a time or two. Offsides. Sometimes I'm still. I like look to Mike and I'm like, is that offsides? Oh, so I'm with you on that. What about icing? Yeah. <laughs> icing is usually pretty obvious. Yeah, it is. You're going to have to teach us all of that at the mom class. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what we're kind of planning too, is to do a, like a skills clinic with moms and then do uh, a little session afterwards, uh, BYOB or BYOW, uh, bring your own wine, uh, but we'd go over some of rules, answer questions, go over some, you know, strategy things. So when you see your kids on the power play, you can understand why they're set up that way. You can understand why you don't need to yell, shoot, you know, five seconds into the power play, et cetera, things like that. So it'll be a really cool, informative program for both, you know, your on-ice skills and knowing the game off the ice but since we're kind of talking about the rules right now should we segue into uh talking about uh what's happening in the nhl recently and with our favorite team the washington capitals or for him we say the thing yeah yeah we'll just block him out right now oh <laughs> well us into this tell us about what happened and what you think about it monday tom wilson uh that new uh, ended up getting in a fight in front of the goal. He was fined. Uh, and right now, during the game, it's just uh, Rangers are going, are just beating up everybody. There were six fights in the first nine minutes of the game. I think it was six, six fights. Like, I think they called, like, six fights in the first minute, essentially. Like, no, everybody... There were six fighting majors called, three, uh, three apiece on each team within the, I think it was the first second of the game. Uh, but, you know, going back to what you're talking about, Wilson, yeah, as you said, Tom Wilson got into a bit of a skirmish in front of the net on Monday night and all started with him um, pushing Bushnevich, I believe his name is, uh, taking his head and kind of pushing it down into the ice. And that's what the, the fine came from, is that play originally. And then the play carried over into a scrum behind the net where, uh, you know, Rangers superstar Artemi Panarin essentially jumped on his back. And then at that point, uh, you know, all heck broke loose. And uh, that's exactly Wilson what they said was, you know, tossing him around like a rag doll. Uh, 
but you know, what, what's your opinion on it, Wilson? And, you know, I'd love to hear the mom's opinion on it too, as being hockey moms and it being a rougher sport, you know, is that a level of, you know, danger that you're concerned about for your kids in the future? Um, I think they shouldn't have done it, but I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, you like Tom Wilson a lot. I like Tom Wilson a lot. He's my favorite. So let's go through this. I'd love to hear your opinions. And then if you don't mind afterwards, I'll kind of go off on a little tangent about, you know, the, the more in-depth like hockey code that might not be known to you guys as kids or, or you guys as hockey moms. Yeah. Wilson, you, Wilson talks a lot about like, I mean, I think you guys probably heard it on the, on episodes before where he like looks forward to fighting. Yeah. He is ready for that. And I I think about it from time to time when I'm watching a game, like how much fun it is, but when things start to get a little bit more physical, I get anxious. And I always start thinking about that when they move up to Bantam and they're allowed to start checking and like, I'm nervous about it. Like I get, I get worried about the kids when we see them take a hard hit in a game now you know, when they get bigger, it's scary. And I mean, that's what we were watching. You were, you guys were on the ice on Monday night. So we were watching the, the fight. We saw the fight during practice and I was like, oh no, oh no, Tom, don't do that. But, but then tonight you can see him physically trying to, to keep from getting in the fights, like, cause they're coming after him. And I really don't like the way that the Rangers are handling it. Um, you know, but retaliating because they don't like the the outcome of the fines and the penalties. Um, right. But I do. But as a mom, it does scare me for sure. Watson, and then, of course, Watson's favorite player, Crosby, the next night got into a very similar fight. <laughs> Well, and yeah, that's the same situation. Like that's like I was saying, the the stuff that happened behind the net that everybody's you know complaining about. That's actually not what led to the the fine of Wilson, um, but it is the the pushing of Bushnevich's head down into the ice. And there was a very similar incident last night as well, involving uh, Sidney Crosby on Travis Konechny, I believe it was, um, where he kind of did the same thing. But you know, yeah, again, yeah, same question, Drew, uh, to you and Amy, because again. Uh, squints it kind of goes both ways where you know the guy from from our favorite team did it uh you know and what's your opinion on it as well um I didn't see that game I didn't see that happen we're in hockey practice yeah <laughs> Why do I always have hockey practice when they're playing <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about fighting in general like on the ice that comes um, when you watch it because you don't really see it at this point I know it's a sign of people maybe making enemies i know friends i don't know why but i know what really looks forward to fighting for some reason because <laughs> he gets so angry watson you know that i don't know why he does i don't look forward to it and i think well, it's gonna take i think it's gonna take one hard hit and he's gonna change his mind uh squints if i can jump in for a second though you know you bring up uh you, you know you bring up a, a good observation kind of from the outside there where you say, you know, you see these fights and you're creating enemies for yourself on the X. And in a sense, yeah, you know, you're right where some of these fights you do, but a lot of times the fights are about respect. And I know that's kind of a contradiction in itself where you, you're, you're fighting somebody for respect, but 
and this kind of, and I'll, I'll tie this into the Tom Wilson thing the other night, but in the situation that occurred the other night where Tom Wilson got in that, that altercation in front of the net and then behind the net, uh, in my opinion, the correct action would have been for the Rangers to take action that evening, uh, the next time Wilson's on the ice. Uh, rather than, you know, the stuff that they're pulling now with uh, just making this an absolute gong show of a game that they're playing. But they needed to say that, hey, Wilson, you need to show our player respect. And essentially, they let him get away with it scot-free the other night. So he's able to continue doing what he's doing. They need to hold him accountable on that spot. And then once you do that, then Wilson's actually going to show your team more respect as well. So I can't tell you, I mean, I've been in, in numerous hockey fights, uh, you know, even at the junior level where it's, you know, drop your gloves, square up and go, where it's about, you know, I'm trying to protect my teammates. And I'm trying to do what's best for my guys. And I understand that this guy's doing the same for his team. Whereas afterwards, I can look him in the eye and say, hey, I understand what you were doing. No hard feelings and, you know, good hard fight. So it, it's, you know, the hockey's way of policing itself. I think it's, I, I think the most that we learned about it was when we listened, when we read that Steve Seftel book too. I, that was my first kind of glimpse in it. So Amy Watts, I definitely recommend that one. And I read that one together. And that was my first kind of really glimpse into when that comes into play and what it means too. Yeah. Um, you said that, um, Grady, about respect. Watson kind of looked like because there was a game scenario where um he felt his teammates were being disrespected and so he got aggressive with a a, a kid on the other team that was noted on Red Bull. do you want to do you want to <laughs> tell them about that um so we we were in this game Wilson was on my team we were in this game or it was the New Jersey team yeah doubles the doubles okay and then, like, before the game, they were, like, drinking lots of Red Bull for some reason. The kids? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then, so, they're, like, punching us and, like, checking us all the time. So, I got tired of it. When I saw this guy skating off the boards, I just decided to, well, <laughs> what is this? He was there for like five minutes on the floor looking well, up. I mean, you, <laughs> I got you, it. Did, you did show me that video, I think. Oh, yeah, that was not. Do you remember this? No. Yeah, I think Mike showed was, me that video. It was at the same rink when we came back. Remember when we came back, we were down six to zero, and you like, and then we came back and tied and went into overtime. It was four to six. Okay. He just like got hit hard into the board. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's kind of exactly what I was talking about, right? It is that you guys were getting disrespected by the other team. And, you know, as a, as a coach, I probably shouldn't be, I'll just close this by saying I probably shouldn't be making this comparison at, at 10 and under hockey. But, you know, <laughs> a lesson's a lesson, right? So you felt your team was being disrespected, that they were kind of pushing you guys around all over the ice. And then eventually you stepped up to one person and, you know, as you said, sent a message. And then after that, I bet that kind of put them back in check, that there's going to be some repercussions for the act, their actions and the way they treat you. So if they're going to try to trip you, hook you, slash you, that they better be prepared to get the same thing in return.
right? So in the end, it actually kind of eats checks and balances, it evens itself out. And, you know, that space that during the game that you might have lost because they, you know, they didn't respect you, you're going to gain back because you sent that message to them. What do you, but what do we think about, like, I think they're, like, Tom's got a reputation, right? And I think we see this even now. We've got some kids that are bigger on our teams, and sometimes they do go after, right? Sometimes some of our players. And sometimes he's just seen as big. Like, do you think sometimes that Jay gets when he hasn't really done anything? Yeah. 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 Because he just looks bigger than everybody else. Bumps into somebody in the. I mean, sometimes it's not even that, right? You know, I mean, you guys are colliding with each other on the ice all the time and things happen. And, you know, that was, I feel like that's what happened at the beginning of this game tonight is they came out to retaliate and just started throwing punches. They had no desire to play hockey tonight. No, it was a boxing match. I normally normally step up when somebody attacks a teammate uh, the same season that Watson was talking about. I remember uh, what people, uh, my my line mates figured out how I was and that uh, when somebody hit them, I would go back for the, for that guy and take him out. So every time, so every time they got hit and I didn't see it, and they and they felt like it was too big, they were like uh, number four. If they they gave me the number and I would go after them next time I was on that shift. Really, <laughs> you're learning something new today. I am. Yeah. Well, listen, that kind of reminds me of a story in, in an indirect way, but then this is a question for you, Watson and Wilson, but do you guys ever see a player on the team that has like distinct like equipment that you're like, oh man, I kind of need to, tar- I don't want to say target, but man, that guy's equipment makes me want to go after him a little bit harder. That you see that always makes you want to go after that kid. What is it? <laughs> he always looks for the captain. Really? That's interesting. I'm the second roughest player uh, on the team. Uh, He slashed one of our guys in the hand, and he was out for, like, almost the rest of the game. But I'll tell you, I think Wilson sees that. He knows that kid works hard. But I think there's a little bit of jealousy whenever you see a captain C. And it's like, and you, like, want to go after that kid because you know he's a good player. And you – yeah, that? that's my assumption as your mother. <laughs> yeah. I kind of look for the person doing something to my teammates. So not necessarily equipment or something on their that they're Dream, wearing, like, but yeah, but how they what they are doing. So much deeper than I was. Like back in my day, I guess like we had a really flashy equipment. Like we had those like white Nike skates, and we had those like uh, translucent helmets and the patent leather gloves. So whenever I was playing against somebody, I would be like, "Oh man, look at that guy's white skates!" Like I, I got to just try to try to get in that guy's head or something like that. But to kind of dive back into my story, what I was uh, trying to tell you, Wilson, was. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's dad used to actually outfit him in all that stuff on purpose. 
and make him the most targeted player on the ice. So people would automatically want to go after him. So he'd put him in like, you know, he'd obviously have that captaincy that you'd want to go after. And then Squint, he was obviously that skillful player that you'd want to try to match up with. And then, you know, for me being the, the superficial person that I am, you know, he'd have those white gloves and the, the, the Nike skates, you know, obviously not Nike because he was way before that, but you know, the, the, the equivalent of it where he'd have, you know, the, the standout gear. So people would intentionally try to target him and make him a, a tougher player. I always liked the gear that was different than the original black helmet and black gloves. Like I've always liked uh, when I see the different color patterns on the gloves and what most people are doing now for the Knights, the golden fingered ones. And I've, and I've liked those blue or different colored helmets than the usual plain old black stuff. Yeah. I think we need gold chrome helmets for the Knights. You've said that multiple Ooh, Like times. those Notre Dame ones? Or yeah. the Vegas ones? Yeah. Vegas has gold helmets? They, I don't know. Does Vegas have gold helmets? They have glitter jerseys. Oh, yes. Yeah. I want those. Yeah. No, check out, check out their chrome gold helmets, Wilson. <laughs> You'll die. Like, you can see a reflection in them. If you look up Marc-Andre Fleury's like, goalie mask, he has a full golden one. Oh, yeah. That's cool. It's very cool. We're going to jump into the who wore it best segment. Now, who's done their research? Raise your hand. Me. My hand is not up. Oh. Put your picture up. Oh, Watson's done his research. It's a good segue since we were talking about everybody's gear. All right. First. Uh, 54 through 50. I'll start. Who I've got for number 54 is Adam McQuaid. Remember correctly, he's a tough guy, right? I believe so. I believe he was a fighter. I want to say for the Bruins. Is that right? 54 was David Jones. And really, when I was researching, I picked the people. This is a total mom thing to do who's newer to hockey because her kid is 10, right? I was like, oh, what are the names I like? And so I picked David Jones because he, that reminds me of Davy Jones. <laughs> from uh, the monkeys right <laughs> the monkeys <laughs> that's right i feel like that's also just like a generic name that like anybody in the witness protection program gets you're david jones now <laughs> yeah. are you have any players on the teams that are 54 no. i think so no. um let watson do 53 then yeah watson will start with 53 my 53 is jeff skinner that's who i had that's what I had. Heck, he's a good player. Underachieving a little bit, uh, I mean, since he's in Buffalo, as most people in Buffalo are these days. But he <laughs> had a, a great start to his career in Carolina. And he's actually notorious for being known as a hockey player who started as a figure skater. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, so very strong on his edges, very, very strong skater. I had for 53, Derek Morris. And Amy, can you guess why I picked Derek Morris? Zach Morris. You got it. <laughs> I know you well. Uh, something about that figure skating thing. Uh, so I was doing uh, something once for uh, kids who were learning to play hockey and learning to skate. I was helping coach. And um, I'm not sure if you were there, Watson. But uh, your skating coaches, who I have met 
uh, several times, uh, taught me that we could teach figure skaters something about power and they could teach us something about balance or edges. Because Great movie. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite movies. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, are, are you going to steal ours, Grady, or do you have another, another 53? Uh, the only other 53 is, that I see, and I had to look this up, is uh, Bo Horvat. And again, I'm not 100% sure on his stats or anything, but I believe he is, I want to say maybe the captain in Vancouver right now. Uh, good player, and I believe was a stud at the, the World Junior Tournament years ago. You're going to go first. 52, I picked Mike Green because of a name, even though the, the association I would have there would be Tom Green, like the comedian. Um, but this one's same. one of the same reasons that I like Tom Wilson. Mike Green is very cute. <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk about that. It embarrasses me. I, I, I have stories about him, I'll tell you sometime without the Great. kids. <laughs> what about what about you, Watts? Did you have a 52? Yes, Adam Foot. That's mine! You guys are on the same wavelength. <laughs> I love it. Wilson's 50. Yeah, you probably do. Grady. Too. No, I can't. That's it. I think you guys covered it. We normally Adam have the stories Green. about the players, so tell us a story about Adam. That's right. Adam Foote. Ooh. Man, Adam Foote, okay, I remember. <laughs> this is going to be boring for you guys, but Adam Foote, I remember playing for the Avalanche, um, and I want to say he was like a big part of their Stanley Cup run. Uh, I might be wrong on that, but he was just always a reliable defenseman. He would just who could I compare him to now he didn't have like the offensive prowess of John Carlson but nobody scored on him when he was out there uh, I go 51 um I have Brian Campbell Campbell I do too played in Chicago and I believe with Florida as well he was drafted by Buffalo I did my research he also looks like Ron Weasley. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. He, yeah. Good skating, puck-moving defenseman. Played for a long time, too. Um, Franz Nielsen. I think that's how you say it. Well, yep. Franz I don't know Nielsen. anything about him. You know anything about him? Um, his debate and debut in 2006 and 2007. Has since put up 162 goals and 296 assists for 458 points. And I believe he also had a stint with uh, the New York Islanders for a while as well. Because I remember him just tearing up the caps. Is 50 Watson? You go first. Um, okay. Um, my 50 is Corey Crawford. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thought we were gonna have the same one. Why did you guys think you were gonna have the same one? He did. Um, I I just know Corey Crawford is a popular goalie. He's good too. He actually retired in the middle of this season. He oh. did. 
I believe so. Uh, he retired. I don't know if he, he's retired for sure. It might have been at the end of last season or uh, during this season. But he uh, he stepped away again a little bit. I don't want to say prematurely, but, you know, he's still young. I thought he still had some years in the tank, but uh, decided to move on. Chris Mason. I got no stories on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, hello? Are you he, still there? The Predators. So I can't be that old. <laughs> yeah. He had... Uh, Stints with Nashville, St. Louis, uh, Atlanta slash Winnipeg, and then back to Nashville again. But that's amazing, guys. With fire in the hole, now we've gotten halfway through from 99 to 50. Cool. Yeah, that was 99 to 50. That's, that's a tough episodes. bunch. I feel like uh, 50 down will be a lot easier. Yeah. I have a feeling we'll be done by the time we get to start season three. I think you're probably right. It depends. We didn't do one in the last episode, so. All right. Start, Watson. Um, sure. How do hockey players kiss? Hockey team get for their end of season party. Stanley cupcakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty funny. Who wants a chocolate Stanley Cup? I do. No, I do. What do you call an angry hockey player? Mr. Ice Guy? <laughs> what is Frosty the Snowman's favorite play in hockey? Wait, hold on. Oh, I think I know this. Icing. Yes. Icing? I nailed it. Yeah. Why? Frosty the Snowman. But why would that be his favorite play? I He's mean, a snowman. I'm confused. Frosty. Gary, you're taking it too literally right now. I know. I was like, there's got to be something about a pipe or a top hat or a, the hat trick. I don't know, like a top icing. hat trick. Icing. <laughs> top hat trick. That's not bad. No, a top hat is when you is double hat tricks. Oh, see? There was a thing. What was the hockey player's favorite part of his birthday party? Thing on the cake. Oh. Um, what an enforcer does on a hockey team? What? Just checking. Uh, I remember that one. Now, was that spelled with an E-N or just N? Just an N. <laughs> um, no, there's an N on that one. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> Do hockey players? I spelled it wrong. <laughs> players drink on hot summer days yeah oh cute um hockey players are like goldfish the way we get their attention is to tap on the glass the parents aren't supposed to bang on the glass right i want to do this one because it's funny it's okay. a good one last one what does a hockey player and a magician have in common Hat tricks. They both do hat tricks. Uh, nice. Um, oh, well, Watson's got one more. Why did the refs stop playing in the Washington Capitals game? Started a fight. Nets off. Who's nets off? Nets off. Uh, nets off. <laughs> what? Because nets off. But uh, <laughs> that's funny. I like because the nets is off. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the net thing, I think I've talked about this before. Do you want to um, 
Uh, Grady, I think you have a story for us. Your your mom started a hockey team when you were a kid. You told us about this. Oh, we're gonna close. Wilson, uh, like uh, like your mom started playing hockey, right? Uh, my mom did the same thing when when I was a kid and started playing hockey. She and a bunch of the other moms that she knew from around the rink started their their own team, and their team name was the Mother Puckers. <laughs> and so they uh like they even went as far as to uh like trademark and copyright the name and they were you know typical moms they made their own jerseys and they uh <laughs> this will mean nothing to you kids but amy and carrie you'll probably get this they they sponge painted their jerseys and their socks oh i love it what were their colors uh it was white and periwinkle <laughs> i love that you know that it was periwinkle oh exactly <laughs> memory for uh I'm gonna and just yours so like my what's our favorite memory of you guys playing hockey and then just our overall favorite memory of, of hockey no of your of you doing something. oh me or, okay memory for me playing I haven't been playing that much um would be the goal that I scored in the parent kid game at the end of the season uh, this past season. That was really fun. I was really nervous getting on the ice with the kids, but once we got out there, it was easier to skate with them. And everybody was, you know, there were so many parents on the ice that we all felt comfortable, but I was really happy when we scored. And then I thought the game was over after that. So, um, but that was probably my favorite memory. Um, that, and also you always seem to support me when I try, even like when I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to go tonight. And you're like, but you're not going to get better if you don't try. Literally, so I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. I love yeah, that. You're not gonna do that's true. I came home from a lesson and I was like, I'm not very good. And Wilson said, but that's why you're going. So that was really nice. He's always that's very awesome, positive. Awesome. Let's see, what is my favorite hockey memory of you playing hockey? I don't know. Um, you can just say all of them. I mean, I love it. I love watching every single game. It is, I'm always nervous and I'm always excited. And I love when you get out there and skate really hard. I love watching. I think I really love when you guys are playing pond hockey right now and you all try new things and I can see you all talking to each other and learning to pass and and just having fun i think that's the best when when we can see you on the ice and you're just smiling through your helmet because you're having fun that's my favorite yeah. yes that's okay it doesn't have to be you playing because i know you don't do that because no. of what you shared earlier um uh, it can just be anything so favorite memories, I mean, similar to your mom, I like seeing you guys have fun. Watching Watson um, play hockey is so fun for me just because I know he loves it so much. And it's just even my mom, who if you think I'd never seen hockey, I mean, she also grew up in Tennessee on a farm, never had seen hockey in her life until she saw her grandson play. And it's just so fun, even if, like she says, she knew nothing about the sport, but when you watch your child or your grandchild doing something they love, it's understandable. Right. Well, it's just, that's all you need to see yeah. is them being happy and doing what they love. Um, the other thing that 
I, we always talk about, and I know Watson, it's one of his favorite memories too, but was um, last season when your team was playing against Potomac. I think it was maybe our last game of the season. It was the biggest game for Connor. We all were in, like trying our hardest to win for him. Because that was his old team. And um, it was just an emotional game. We had been back and forth with this team. It was, it was our biggest rival of the season. And Watson, we, we just couldn't, we just couldn't get one in the net. And I don't know how far it, it was in, the first shift of the game. And I scored. Wait, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a really long shift. I thought it was further in the <laughs> scored. No. Well, he came out hot. Evidently I remembered it wrong, but Connor came out like, ah. yes, they were so excited. You, you would have thought the game ended and clearly we had a long way into the game, but when Watson scored, and especially his teammate who um, was on that team previously and was just so excited about the goal and he, they just knocked him over and they were just, <laughs> they were beyond happy, which of course as a mom makes you so happy, but it was so exciting. And that's when, after that game is when Watson told me to tone it down with the yelling. But it was uh -huh. so hard to do. It's so exciting. What's your favorite memories, hockey memories involving your moms? Probably the P Potomac game when she was just yelling at me for scoring the first goal. Yelling for you, not Cheering for you. To do that anymore. But you also like it. Yeah, I like it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know why. I like, we like the fact that you're cheering for us. We don't like the fact that we can hear you over everybody else. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we should just tone it down a notch. Yeah, like you're up here. Bring it down to that right here. Uh, nice. Not bro. I'm just like. Can't help. Yeah, what does my scream sound like? What does my yell sound like? Yell at me! Come on, come on, come on. Go, go, go. That's mommy. Yeah. Uh, that's what I yell. Up. I've never said that before. <laughs> no, me either. Go, go, go. That's something yeah, you say. I do. I say yeah, go. Yeah, I just say three, everything triple time. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Go, go, go. Shoot. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Shoot, even though you're at the red line. <laughs> oh, hockey mom memory, Grady. I am a lot further removed from all those memories than you guys. So uh, one of the most special ones that comes to mind was, um, and again, it's just kind of, uh, you know, the, the situation of it all. But uh, when I was playing junior in El Paso, uh, one of my favorite memories was, uh, again, being so far from home. Uh, it's not like you would see your family very often. And it's not like we had the technology that we do now where I could get on Zoom with them uh, or FaceTime with them. So everything was kind of just strictly, you know, communication wise was through the phone. And, you know, I'd gone months and months without seeing my family. Uh, and we got to the end of the season and we were in playoffs uh, and I had just suffered a, a really bad concussion and was kind of debatable if I was going to be able to come back and play or not. But we got into uh, the semifinal round of our playoff series and we were going to host it in, in El Paso. And 
and my family was able to make the trip down. And I remember one of the coolest things that I, I ever remember was looking up in the stands. And then I saw my mom wearing a jersey with uh, like my name and number on the back. Actually, the jersey that you have now, Wilson. My mom was in the stands wearing that. And I remember it was super cool to look up and, and see my family there. And it was a really special night. Uh, you know, humble brag here for a bit. But it was my first game back. So I got like, you know, special attention at the, the pregame lineup, uh, you know, returning to the lineup, et cetera. And we ended up going on to win that game five to three. And I ended up having two goals and two assists. Uh, first star of the game. So it was such a cool memory. Uh, and that advanced us into the championship. So it was so cool to have my family there and to, like I said, look up and see my mom there with, you know, my jersey on and with, uh, with our last name on the back. Your mom memory, Wilson? That goal. Uh, it cheered me up. I was uh, really upset during that game. And I'm just like, oh, yay, that makes me happier. Uh, but I, other than that, I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> ask you guys what your favorite team is. You got to wrap it up soon. Yeah, you're going to. Yep. Okay. And then we'll wrap it up. Okay. I have two. First comes the Loudon Knights. Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins. Knights over Penguins. Nice. Wow, that's pretty shocking. What do you mean? I played for the Loudon Knights. That's fair enough. Yeah, I guess um, same. I would have to say the same thing. I'm a big um, Knights fan. I'm also a big Pittsburgh fan. So I like them both. Cheering, cheering them both on. That I love... I mean, I, I love the Knights too. That's a given. I think that's true. Um, and I love the Caps. <laughs> we, he doesn't want me to tell this story, but I have to tell it. And no, then we can close you're it. not telling it. I'm telling it. No, you're telling not. it. You can tell it, but we're off. I took Wilson to a, um, a preseason game. And I mean, this is a couple of years ago. This is also a game where Tom Wilson got suspended. It was where he got that major and got all like the 20 game. Well, the 20 game, game suspension. Yeah. And it was that preseason game. So we were at that game. It was against the Blues and the guy. Yeah, St. Louis. That shouldn't even have been the guy had his head down. It was his fault. Right. So we were there and we're talking. It's just me and Wilson at this game. And there weren't a ton of people, but we happened to be in a row with like three other people. Um, and he and I are talking and he's like, mommy, why do you like Tom Wilson's face so much? <laughs> and I was, I know he says it out loud and all these people, like these people sitting next to us can hear it. And I was like, well, I, I don't know. I just do. And then a few minutes later, I'm talking to him and I said his name. So I was like, hey, Wilson. And then I felt compelled to turn to these strangers and say, I swear I didn't name my child Wilson because of Tom Wilson. <laughs> well, we, our son is named Braden because of Braden Holpe, who I thought I mean, he was hot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how am I going to argue naming my kid after a hockey player? So I know. I didn't even know who Tom Wilson was when Wilson was born. So yeah, and a lot of people have been. I like that you felt compelled to tell strangers that though. <laughs> I did well because I'm like Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> I had to. I had to tell them. I swear. I, I swear it's from Castaway, not Tom. Yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> well, so we went to a, a, a um, 
a Penguins game, not this past December, obviously, it was the December before that. And we were up on, our seats were on the glass and Watson wanted to make a sign and Crosby was out. out. He got like an injury. Yeah. So he was, you know, obviously he would have wanted his stick, but he oh. wanted to make a sign for his second favorite player, Latang, Chris Latang, who was also, <laughs> also, um, I feel about him very similarly as your crush with uh Wilson Tom Wilson so anyway we we're talking about what he was going to put on his sign like what he was going to make and we're in the hotel room and he's drawing it out but the thing is Wilson does not Tom Wilson does not have flow no Chris Letang does yeah Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> but so we're, we're discussing what his sign's going to say I'm giving him some ideas and he was like what if it said Hey, Latang, can I have a stick? Well, that is what it said. But initially you were like something about, hey, Latang, can you give her a kiss or something about a kiss? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my mom had a crush on you. Yeah. And I mean, we're there in at the game with our, our his sister and his dad, my husband. I was like, I don't really think that's appropriate. I don't think that's appropriate anytime, whether he was there or not. But I was like, I don't think we put that on the sign. And he would... Don't. I think dad's outside the no, door. No, no. But um, I said, you know, I don't think that that's appropriate. Might get his attention, but I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. So, he, what did your sign end up saying? Hey, Latang, can I have a stick? And he didn't give you a stick, but he gave you a puck, right? No, actually, <laughs> that was another player. Oh, okay. So, well, so like, maybe you should have said, "Hey, my mom has a crush on you." Maybe. Yeah. So moral of the story is, you should have stuck with the original sign. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I busted up your dreams there, bud. Yeah. All right. Are you gonna bring us home? We got any closing thoughts? No. Uh, before we sign off, though, I think we should uh, just pay tribute to all you hockey moms out there. Uh, and then especially you, Carrie and Amy, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But it is such a commitment that you guys put forward to your kids in, in playing hockey. And it's appreciated amongst the kids more than you know, the coaches more than you know. So thank you for all that you guys do, not only for your kids, but for your, your uh, individual clubs as well. Thank you, Grady. Thank you. Um, uh, thanks, Miss Amy, Mommy, and Watson for coming on. And happy Mother's Day to all hockey moms out there. And until next time, there's nothing left to burn.